This is Zips Unlimited, a show about the University of Akron, its programs, its people, and its community. Zips Unlimited is produced by WZIP-FM. Hello and welcome to another episode of Zips Unlimited. My name is Chris Kepler. I'm the general manager at WZIP. I'm going to introduce you today to someone who's actually a, a new part of the University of Akron family. His name is Dr. Devin Carter. Um, he happens to be an incoming professor of the LeBron James Family Foundation School of Education, and that's located in the Bochtel College of Arts and Sciences. And, and I'll, I don't mind telling you a little bit of backstory here. Um, you know, Devin uh, wanted to come and talk to me and just kind of share some ideas about, I don't know, about student experiences and, and, and how we reach people and what we do with that and, and all that kind of stuff. And really, my takeaway, Devin, tell me if I'm wrong, my takeaway from this is that at the end of the day, as, as a professor, you want to make sure that our future teachers and all of their students, so we're talking one guy here and thousands and thousands of people who will follow, basically to say education is cool. Yes. Is that a fair statement about your, kind of your mantra? Yes, that is exactly right. And, you know, first of all, I just have to say I appreciate you having me on today. Uh, I think, you know, first of all, I appreciate the University of Akron as well for uh, having me join this amazing place. You know, I've been here for a couple of weeks now, and I can really say that I feel at home. I am from originally Cleveland, Ohio, so I guess, you know, uh, that is, you know, a home as well. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, coming from Cleveland that I really wanted to instill in our youth, especially, as well as our educators, is that, you know, something that I found to be the case, especially with my own upbringing, was that, you know, within the, within the culture, right, you, you see a lot of times how uh, these entertainment industries are pursued, right? You know, you, you think of sport, you know, you think of music, and you think of film. These are things that everyone uh, kind of gets influenced by mm-hmm. and wants to become, right? Uh, and so, you know, those things are considered cool, right? Right. Uh, but, you know, what, what, I, what I thought is missing within that, you know, uh, um, culture is the idea of, well, what about education? You know, what about education can we uh, almost make cool as well? Right. Because if you think about those entertainment industries, let's be honest. Right. In sport, for example, you know, if you're a football player and unfortunately, you know, you you have a serious injury and you can't play anymore. Well, now what? Right. It's kind of out of your control. Right. Uh, If, you know, you're in film and, you know, you're just not getting acting gigs because, you know, things just aren't uh, working in your favor. Well, now what? Right. And then we can speak the same about music. Right. People just aren't listening to my music. Well, now what? Right. And so. What I like to do is, you know, add education to all three of those components, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, you can get your degree or you can, you know, uh, excel academically as well as, right, becoming a, you know, hip hop artist if you wanted to be, right? Or, you know, becoming a, you know, professional athlete if that was something that was interesting to you, right? Uh, But unfortunately, we sometimes put all of our eggs into those baskets Mm -hmm. when, like I said before, what happens with that basket is out of our control, right? So uh, what about education, right? And so, again, you brought about uh, this idea of coolness, right? Uh, the, the, the influences in our culture kind of stem from those en- environments and, and uh, entertainment industries, but where are the, the, the educators that are being glorified, right? Where are the students who are getting good grades and they're being considered, you know, the cool kids, right? Uh, and so, you know, I definitely want to instill that with uh, what I like to call is real, and so real stands for recognize education and learning. And so essentially the, the 
elevator pitch, right, of real is that, you know, you have the education, which is essentially schooling, right, and, and taking advantage of all the opportunities that come with school, you know, uh, especially things like networking, right, and things that aren't necessarily even in the books, right? Uh, there's so many resources that, you know, are at universities or even at high schools, right, and, and so forth and so on. And then the learning piece, it's outside the classroom, right? We learn so much outside of the classroom uh, just by living, right, and surviving on this earth. And so, you know, what I think would be a great idea or just a great, you know, marriage, even if you will, is to combine the two, right? Combine the education component, embrace that, right? Embrace everything that comes with academia, but also realize that the things you're learning, you know, outside of school can be applied to school. You know, a lot of times we don't kind of see that connection, but that connection is there. You know, if we if we marry those uh, those two kind of concepts, then I truly believe we'll be successful in everything that we do. Well, it's interesting, too, because in talking to you off mic, you know, when you mentioned film, you mentioned sport and um, music. music, you not only have been influenced by those things like we all have, but you're, you've been an active participant in all of those areas. That's right. right. That's right. So, you know, uh, recently I was just in the film hustle, a small role, you know, but a great experience. You know, got a chance to meet people like Adam Sandler and Queen Latifah, you know, uh, Dr. J. Right. And that was just really, really cool. Right. Going back to this idea of cool. Mm-hmm. Right. To be honest with you, that stemmed from a, a professor of mine, Dr. Liang. Uh, he reached out to me and he said, you know, this might be something you would be interested in, right? I don't know if I would have gotten that opportunity had I not stayed in school, right? You know, with music, you know, I'm coming out with a project soon uh, that's going to glorify education, right? But almost have this hip-hop element to it where, you know, you can bob your head and and, and, and get a vibe to what the music is, is about without necessarily listening to the content, right? But then once you actually hear the content, you're seeing that, wow, you know, he's talking about, you know, hustling, but he's talking about hustling in the classroom, right? You know, he's talking about finessing, but he's talking about it in the classroom, right? And so he's bringing these ideas, once again, outside the classroom, into the classroom. Because, you know, let's be honest, right? A lot of times we use those as counterproductive strategies, right? Hustling and finessing, right? But if we can use those as, as, as productive strategies, right, and, and apply the same logic, right, in the classroom, then just think about what that does, right, not only for yourself, but for your family, mm-hmm. you know. And then last but not least, I, you know, I, I, I continue to play basketball. You know, I played at uh, Lehigh University from 2012 to 2017, uh, was the captain of that team uh, for two years. And, you know, I think that experience has, once again, kind of carried over into now, you know, being a part of the TBT, the basketball tournament, uh, where a lot of professional athletes will be playing uh, for a chance to win, you know, uh, some change, you know, and, and, it, and it'll be really nice, uh, again, right, to use that vehicle of sport, right, but also have this backstory where, you know, I hope that, you know, a, a lot of individuals can see, wow, you know, not only is he a basketball, you know, um, guy, but he also is an educated guy, mm-hmm. right? And again, marrying those two together. Because you could have easily tried to take a chance oh, on yeah. basketball 100%. 100%, you know? You know? And, I and think, then you instead, you not only finished your undergraduate degree, but earned two more and actually earned a PhD. Well, and this is know? something, like I said, we, we kind of alluded to this as we spoke off mic, right? But, you know, education saved my life. You know, uh, had I had I gone back to Cleveland without a degree, I don't know what type of things I would have got involved in or just my circumstances. Right. Uh, And so, you know, when, you know, I was able or blessed, I would say, with the opportunity to continue schooling at Lehigh, I just chose to, you know, Mm -hmm. take that on. 
because, you know, I, again, you know, I, I thought about my family and I thought about, you know, just all the people that, you know, I want to make proud. And I thought, what better way to do that than to stay in school? And uh, choosing special education was, again, another just blessing in disguise because, you know, a lot of times, you know, individuals go straight to disability or, you know, straight to accommodation. But in my opinion, I think special education involves, you know, circumstance, situation, right? There's a lot of different special, you know, uh, things that go on that influence education. And so let's consider those as well, right? And let's capitalize, you know, on, you know, all the, again, resources and, you know, um, positive influences that we do have in education. Mm -hmm. um, what, tell me about your, you know, your personal education mm -hmm. journey. Mm -hmm. You said you grew up in Cleveland. Not asking you to necessarily say negative things about teachers <laughs> or schools or whatever, yeah. but you know, you, you look at it from this completely different standpoint now. Not only as somebody who finished an education, but your career is mm -hmm. in basically teaching education. Yeah. Um, what was lacking, if anything, yeah. in your own? educational yeah. journey as a child. So I'll actually start, you know, with entertainment and I'll definitely bring it back to school, right? But for me, and I, you know, I make it an assumption, but I assume it's, you know, an educated guess almost that a lot of us, you know, kind of get influenced by these entertainment industries early, right? So for me, seeing Kobe Bryant, you know, in the 2001 NBA Finals, right? That, that spoke to me, right? Uh, listening to, you know, um, guys like Will Smith and even watching him on film, right? That was my first influence, right, in regards to what I might want to become, right? What I think lacked, again, right, is where the, the educators that are getting pushed into my face or getting pushed into, you know, uh, just the realm of my being so that I can see those as being uh, a possibility, right? You know, uh, I think representation is huge in school, right? And so uh, I think that was one thing for me growing up, especially in Cleveland, uh, that lacked because you see a lot of my my peers look like me, right? But the educators not so much. You know, you see a lot of my peers wanting to be the Kobe Bryant's and the Will Smiths, right? But again, where the the I want to be a doctor, right? Or I want to be you know a teacher, right? That wasn't talked about as much in the inner circle. You know, um, you know a lot of times we use this saying of making it out, right? Well, why isn't education a part of making it out? You know, I think a lot of times the conversation of making it out goes towards, well, what sport are you playing? Or, you know, what music mm -hmm. are you making? And, you know, what about what classes are you taking? And, you know, what schools are you looking at applying to? And, you know, what's that conversation look like, right? I didn't have a lot of those, right? And again, you know, I went to uh, John Hay High School, a proud graduate, you know, of the inner city Cleveland uh, public school system. And, you know, I speak volumes every day of, you know, not only the leadership of that school, uh, shout out Miss Ferguson. I have to, you know, shout her <laughs> out. She's been she's been great. Um, but again, right, the educators there and, you know, just that system. Right. It, it allowed me to almost see the value of what I was doing, because a lot of them reminded me. Right. Like while I had this scholarship to play, you know, basketball at Lehigh University, they reminded me that you are more than just a basketball player. You know, so I think that that was there. Right. But again, right. That was there when I was 17 and 18. Right. What about when I was 10 or 11? Right. When I'm watching these people on TV. Right. So what I want to do is almost bring this initiative earlier. Right. To these kids and, you know, start um, these different workshops and just ideas that, you know, will, will almost influence them to, you know, yes, be a rapper, but also think about being, you know, um, taking advantage of school. Right. Yes. Be a professional athlete. Right. But also consider this schooling. Right. Because let's be honest, too. You know, a lot of those entertainment industries, we 
we get caught up in how long they last, right? And, and it's short lived, mm-hmm. right? I don't I don't know too many other careers that last less than ten years, right? But that's essentially most uh, most of these entertainment industries, right? And so when you think about what schooling can do for you, you're going to have that degree for the rest of your life. Right. And you'll be able to use that degree regardless of, you know, if people are listening to your music. Right. Or, you know, if you get that scholarship to play sports. Right. You might get a scholarship for education because you decided right to take advantage of it sooner than later. Is, is some of this integrated into your research interest? Yes. One hundred percent. So real that I just spoke of earlier is actually an intervention. Right. It's actually uh, something that I put into my research uh, on a consistent basis because I feel like that this is something that needs to, to have data to support, you know, the, the, uh, the initiative and, and what I believe to be true, right? It's one thing to say this works, but it's another thing to actually show that this works. And so that's really what I'm uh, gearing towards now, especially being in this new role as professor. Um, reminding our listeners, this is Zips Unlimited. WZIP 88.1 FM. My name is Chris Kepler, general manager at WZIP. Dr. Devin Carter is here, um, new faculty member in the University of Akron's LeBron James Family Foundation School of Education, and uh, really kind of talking about his approach to, I think, your approach on what you want to bring into your classrooms that hopefully, you know, future teachers will be bringing into their classrooms. Mm, You know, we talk about the, you know, a, a very simplistic I guess, way to summarize some of what you said is what we said in the beginning that, you know, making, making sure everybody knows school is cool. Yes. Um, and education is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, was it cool to you <laughs> when you were, say, <laughs> high school? <laughs> what a question. All right. So <laughs> he's bringing out some honesty. I guess I got to, to be honest, no. I'm just going to, you know, keep it real with you. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, it, you know, it was not uh, the But that's coolest. kind of your whole point. Exactly. I mean, it wasn't, and you exactly. wanted it. Now you can look back and say, why wasn't it? Exactly, so. right? And then, you know, even going, you know, um, back to high school and, and just, you know, the, the glorification that I received, right? I think that's huge. And, and, you know, nothing, you know, against the people who did glorify my athletic ability, Right. But I think other than, like I said, the, the inner, inner community that I did have at John Hay, a lot of people didn't glorify me for my academics. They glorified me for my, you know, sporting uh, ability. And, and while that's great and all, right, I believe that I probably more than likely would have embraced education a bit more if that was something that was, you know, more glorified. And, mm-hmm. you know, people were saying, wow. You know, yes, you just had 30 points, but man, look at your report card. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that would have spoke volumes to me because that probably, especially being an impressionable young man, right, that probably would have allowed me to to see the importance of it, right, and and to be motivated even to continue to get those great report cards, right? Um, I think the, the motivation that I had in basketball was simply because people were saying I'm good at it. Right. And so what if that happened in the classroom? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think, you know, if that would have happened in the classroom and I, oh, man, you know, I'm blessed to be where I am. But, you know, the journey, as we spoke of a bit earlier, you know, the journey was long and difficult. And I don't want that to be the case for a lot of other individuals. Right. If they embrace education much sooner, then they don't run into these pitfalls of, you know, ineligibility and just all these other things that kind of detriment your educational journey. So what point did you decide to study education? Yeah, so, wow. It doesn't sound like it was coming right out of high school. (laughs) Oh, no, it was not. So, (laughs) you know, I think that transition from John Hay to Lehigh was one of uh, exploration for me. And to be honest, it was difficult because, you know, not only was the culture just a bit different, but the schooling was also, you know, a bit different. 
And so, you know, I think when I first got to Lehigh, you know, I, I, I came there to play basketball. I didn't, I didn't necessarily go there to play school, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think, you know, what that did uh, internally was, you know, I identified with a ba- as a basketball player. But what ended up happening, and this is actually an interesting fun fact, but uh, January 3rd, C.J. McCollum, who now plays for the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, he was my teammate at the time, he actually broke his foot. And so, you know, we had a, a, the next game was January 5th. And I'm, I'm in the same position as CJ. So realizing that he's probably not going to play next game or even the season, this is my time to shine. But January 5th rolls around and I tear my ACL. Oh. And when that happens, right, again, being so identified with basketball, without it, I didn't know who I was. You didn't even have an identity. I didn't even have an identity at the time. And what a shame, right? Um, and, and I think my coach calls me the summer going into my junior season. He tells me, you're, on, you're academically ineligible, you're on academic probation, you're bringing the GPA of our team down, right? Being at a school like Lehigh, that's not a good look, right? Uh, but you're also not performing on a court due to your injury. And so, you know, with all that said, I don't know if you can stay at this university anymore, right? So he tells me this. And, you know, at the time, I'm, I'm in Cleveland, right? I'm, I'm back home, and I'm looking at my surroundings, and I'm just lost, right? And, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, family and friends, and where is the common denominator of why certain family members or certain friends didn't make it out, right? And, you know, something spoke to me that, man, this opportunity is going to get taken away from me, and I'm not taking advantage of it. And so he gives me one semester. He, he essentially challenges me and says, you know, you have one semester to prove yourself that you belong here. And that was it for me. You know, I just said, you know what? I'm just going to try this school thing out. You know, I'm just going to embrace it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you, Chris. This is my first time studying. You know, I, I don't know if I really sat down at the library and opened a book and studied for, you know, an exam or just, you know, on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, when this, when this happened, I just chose to do it. I just chose to apply myself. I made the decision, you know, and... Became your new sport. <laughs> it, oh, wow, what a great way of putting that, right? Because it did, right? The classroom became my court, you know, and, and I think that was what my saving grace was. It wasn't bas- basketball is the vehicle, but education was the destination for me. You know, I tell people all this, I tell this story all the time, right? What's your favorite car, right? Mine happens to be a Camaro, right? Now, do I want to live in a Camaro the rest of my life? Not at all. A <laughs> 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 little, little cozy, right? <laughs> you know, I want to live in a mansion, right? Well, how, let, let's see. Let's use this Camaro, right? And let's say that's basketball for me. Could be something else for someone else, right? But it was basketball for me. I'm going to use this vehicle, right, to get to my destination. And once I'm there, I have to build my house now, right? I'm going to use brick. And so what I have to do, lay one brick as perfectly as I can. And then the next day, lay the next brick as perfectly as I can. And essentially for me, that was what school became. It became almost that brick towards my mansion, right? And, you know, I'm not going to say I have one now, right? <laughs> but, but I do have a doctorate degree. Right. And, and, and to say I have that coming from where I come from, you know, to be honest, looking how I look. Right. It, it's a beautiful thing. You know, and I'm so blessed and appreciative that I, I for well, my coach challenged me. Right. But I also took it within myself to say, you know what, I'm going to 
I'm going to embrace this stuff. And I do have to shout out my parents as well because they were a driving force in that too because they, you know, they didn't want me coming back home, <laughs> especially without a degree, right? And so they instilled this, this mindset into me as well and said, you know, listen to, listen to what he's saying. You know, apply yourself. You are smart, you know. And I think that's also something I needed to hear was that you are smart, right? You can do this. You got this. And once I heard all that, I was ready to go. Mm-hmm. That call from the coach must have been, you know, the most horrible mm. yet important mm. call ever. It was really. it was it was accountability essentially, yeah. right? It was essentially that, you know, he I mean, he, you're riding high and then this <laughs> this guy that has a lot of influence calls and says, "Well, you're failing in school, you're failing in basketball." Mm-hmm. I don't know. Might not, not might, might not be seeing you much longer. Hey, we can use that scholarship. And I get it, but, right? We can yeah. use that scholarship for someone who maybe maybe appreciates it more, right? And so, you know, I think that was something that woke me up. Right. But again, you know, at that time, I'm what, 20 years old, 21, something like that. I don't want I don't want our youth to get to that age and realize. Right. Because a lot of times it is too late, you know. And so, you know, at a younger age, if we can see the importance of it, then we probably won't even get in that situation. You probably won't even get that phone call, Mm -hmm. you know, or maybe you do. It's just a different tone. Right. You're doing great. You know, we're proud of you. Keep it up. Right. That would have been nice to hear. Sure. (laughs) You know, well, it's amazing how, you know, that that one boost mm. from a teacher. Yes. You know, can really, yes. I, I had that experience in eighth grade. Okay. Um, and I had a lot of wonderful teachers, um, but this particular one's Karen McCartney. Mm. She's still around here as far as I know. And we had to keep this diary for like six weeks and she was going to grade it like a high school teacher. It was like a threat, <laughs> you know, almost everybody failed. Uh, all these grammar <laughs> things, it was a big deal, you know. And I went up to her one day and I, you know, she was kind of passing them back as she was grading them, not all at once. And I said, you know, what did I get? What did I get? Did you, you know, did, did you give me an F? And she said, I don't give you anything. You mm. earn it. And she said, in your case, yes, you did earn an F. <laughs> <laughs> now, the inspiring part is yet to come. <laughs> but she said, I want you to know that I truly enjoyed reading what you wrote. Wow. And she said, you are very skilled, if not talented, with writing. And I really hope that you'll think about that when you're scheduling high school classes and thinking about careers. Mm. And at the moment, I think I blew it off. Mm. Like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I got, I got enough, so who cares? But I'll tell you what, from that day forward, I was no longer afraid of, like, essay tests, which mm. I always had. No, I, I, no kids like essay tests. Right. So. You know, who wants to write an essay? <laughs> I did after that because I had this one person one time mm. that said, your writing is good. And that's, wow. that's all I needed. So, so the F was all for fantastic. <laughs> well, <laughs> in a way, I guess. <laughs> now, were you an education major from, from day one? Or had you switched from, like, business or something? Great, great question. So, you know, I actually did switch from business, okay. right? So <laughs> I switched from business to communication. So. <laughs> well, so, so, you know, when I got to campus, you know, again, I went to play basketball, not school. And so the seniors were telling me the easiest major <laughs> that they felt like would make the most money, which was marketing to them. Okay. So I, I declared right away. I'm like, oh. Thanks. <laughs> you, you, you made it easy for me, right? But little did I know they made it much more difficult <laughs> because, you know, getting into to business, I realized that I actually enjoyed the psychology of marketing, not necessarily everything else that comes with it. Mm-hmm. So I actually switched to psychology um, that junior year when, you know, I spoke to coach and everything happened and I, I did some self-reflection. And I even talked to my parents about it as well. And they said, maybe it's psychology. Maybe it's not necessarily marketing. Maybe you're not interested in selling, but you're interested in the human 
element of selling or whatever, right? And so, you know, switching to that major was a blessing in disguise because it allowed me to to enjoy what I was learning about. You know, not to say marketing wasn't enjoyable, but it was difficult. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. difficult for me. You know, but psychology was actually much uh easier because I, I guess I, I just I understood it a little more. You know, it, it was it almost felt like home when I when I came into that uh environment, you know, just the conversations we would have, you know, the papers we would write. Like you said, I, I didn't enjoy writing until I went into psychology. You know, like, whoa, you know, I actually like this stuff. You know, uh, a feeling like a nerd, you know, that was actually pretty cool to me, you know? Um because, you know, I think learning is addictive, you know, at least for myself. You know, because when you learn you grow. And I'm all about growing, you know. So when I switched to psychology, I just felt like I continued to grow. And then what I realized, you know, I got my master's in psychology as well. But what I realized uh, after talking to my advisor um, in special ed was, you know, applying that to the classroom is maybe my calling, you know, and, and that, that human element, right? And I think real speaks to that as well, right? It's the psychology embedded within it, right? And I think, you know, I'm, I'm able to now apply, you know, uh, the, the degrees that I got you know, with what I want to do in life, right? And so I think, again, you know, uh, just a small piece of advice for anybody listening that's thinking about majoring in something, right? Pursue something you love. You know, who cares about the money, right? Who cares about what's easy, right? Just what what do you actually enjoy? What do you thoroughly enjoy? And I'm sure there's a major for it. You know, I just thank you so much for having me. Um, I appreciate, you know, even our off-mic conversations, man. You've been a, you've been a true... Uh, motivation you know for how i want to move forward and so again appreciate you having me i'm curious about one other thing when you um and and you said you come from cleveland so obviously you know well obvious to me at least working at the university of akron would be appealing so you can be close to your family and that sort of thing yes but what was your impression when you first visited the campus oh wow so when i first visited the university of akron again i had I had an inkling of what the university was all about. I actually got recruited to play uh, basketball here. Um, and, and But at the same time, right, I was nervous, to be honest, because I didn't know what to expect, right? I didn't know how I would be received, right? Um, and when I got here, man, it was such a welcoming place, such a welcoming place. I really felt like the, the people really appreciated the, the nuance that I was bringing, right? But, again, I think I appreciated the fact that, you know, I'm able to learn from everyone, you know, I'm able to uh, uh, reach out if I need to, you know, I'm able to just, let's have lunch, let's just chat. You know, I actually just spoke with the dean and, you know, he, he's really looking forward to our tea. You know, we're going to have tea soon, you know, and so, you know, these different, these different uh, individuals that I've met, you know, have just really uh, made this a welcoming place for me. Um, I embrace, that was my first impression, but that's also how I feel now, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, it's great to kind of see that continue, you know, as I've kind of been here a, a little while, you know, I, I really think it will, you know, as I kind of continue to move forward. Do you know what you're teaching this fall? I do not know yet, okay. but this summer I'm teaching assessment and special education, which is essentially, you know, a, a general class that uh, goes goes in depth in what kind of assessments to, you know, uh, give to children, you know, understanding what the assessments uh, look like, uh, how to apply them, things of that nature for educators. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm also teaching collaboration with families, uh, which, you know, I, I think is, is, is more central to, you know, what uh, real is about and things of that nature. And, but that's where uh, that, that psychology background exactly. is going to really come into yep. that. I think. And so, you know, helping educators see the importance of collaboration, you know, uh, a piece of my research that I'll quickly share is, you know, a lot of people won't believe this, but I actually hate competition. But 
there's a, a rub to that. So I hate other focused competition, meaning like if you're going up against someone else and you're judging your performance based on how they performed, you're never going to be happy because, you know, whether you're first place or second place, you're always going to be paranoid about, you know, the next guy or the next girl or whoever you're competing against who's going to possibly take your spot or whatever, right? But what I really embrace is self-competition, right? Being a better you, right? Uh, there's this book called Atomic Habits, right? Getting 1% better every day, right? If you can do that, then your life will change forever, you know? If you focus on just getting a little bit better every single day and whatever you're doing, you know, that could really prepare you for it in a positive way. Uh, so, you know, applying those things, um, I think, you know, it, it is really cool. Uh, and again, you know, looking towards the fall, I'm sure I'll be teaching uh, similar courses uh, in the realm of special ed. But, you know, again, I'm just excited to meet the students and uh, just kind of get the ball rolling. Zips Unlimited can be heard each Saturday at noon on 88.1 WZIP FM. Z- 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 Z-